Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. So we're not saved by good works, but it's a reminder for us, you and I are saved, what, for good works. Amen. Some years back, I was at an ATM machine and I made a deposit. And right next to the ATM machine was a store that I ran into to see if they had a particular thing that I was looking for. And I, I just ran in for a second and said, do you have this, this thing? And they said, no, we don't have that. And I said, okay. I came out of the store and I looked at the ATM machine. Well, the guy that was behind me that went to the ATM machine, he had this real guilty look on his face. He stood back from the ATM machine. And he said, you left your card in there. And then he started cussing and swearing. He started, you know, he's cussing at me. He, swears. he says, he goes, you know what your balance is? He's telling me what my balance is. He goes, I could have taken money out of there. I, you know, he says, I could have taken it. And literally, as I was watching him, he was disappointed I came back out because he was going to take money out of my account. But he just, because I came out, he felt so guilty. It was written all over his face. And I says, oh, thank you. I took my card. I said, that was really, thank you for not taking money out of my account. I really appreciate that. And listen to what he said. He goes, pass it on. <laughs> and I was like, I go, and I don't get out much, so I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, what do you mean, pass it on? He goes, yeah, yeah, I just did something good for you. Now pass it on. Do something good for someone else, right? I said, well, funny you should say that. I said, I just did a, a memorial service, and I shared Jesus Christ with people. I shared the gospel of Christ, and people came to Christ. I said, so I said I'm a pastor of a church, and I said I was a pastor. He says, and he literally said this. He goes, good thing I didn't take your card. <laughs> <laughs> Even people in the world know that we're called to do what's right. We're called to do what's good and right, and especially as a believer. We're told in Psalm 37, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do what? Do good. Put your trust in the Lord, but also we're called to do good, do what's right. Dwell in the land and feed on what? His and feeding on his faithfulness, when we spend time with him and we realize, God, you're so good, you're so faithful, you're so forgiving, you're so merciful, you're so kind, and we're feeding on his goodness, and, and we desire to do what's right. We desire to be like our dad in heaven, our father, that's good. Amen? Another verse that goes great with this, Proverbs. Proverbs 3.27, it says, do not withhold what? Good. From those to whom it is? Two. When it is in your power in the power, excuse me, of your hand to what? To do so. So if it's in your power to, to do what's right, you know what's right, Proverbs is telling us just do it. Don't make excuses why you're not going to do what God calls you to do. If it's in your power, do what's right. I shared the first service about the, the gentleman that uh, he's the one that designed earth movers. I don't remember. I don't know his name. Someone told me his name <laughs> after the service. But remember that gentleman? He he. He's the one that designed and developed earth movers. And that's why we have earth movers today, because of this gentleman. He was a multi, multi-millionaire, but he was, and he was a Christian. And he decided one point he was making so much money that he reversed tithe. Do you remember that? So he was not giving 10%. He was giving 90% instead of his money. And a reporter talked to him about this. Said, what do you, how can you afford to give 90? You give 90% of your income? He goes, yeah, yeah, I give 90%. He says, well, explain that. How can you do that? Give so much. And he goes, he goes oh, yeah, it's real easy to explain. He says, I shovel it out the front door, and God shovels it in the back door. He says, but his shovel is much more bigger than mine. I can't get rid of it fast enough. 
It was in his power to give. He knew it was right. And he was one of the biggest, if not the biggest supporter of the Billy Graham uh, crusades back in the day. But if it's in your power, when, when the Lord's speaking to you, when you know that he's directing you into doing what's right, don't hesitate. Do what's right. Amen? So Hebrews 10.24 goes with this. And let us consider one another in order to stir up what? Love and good works. In other words, we're to encourage each other in these things to do what's right, good works, and to stir up love. So we have a good God. He's always good. He always does good. He's the father of lights. One day we're going to be in this city where everything's going to be right. Everything's going to be good. Until then, we, we live in this fallen world still where we see evil and destruction. We see the devil working, and he's a destroyer and a deceiver, but yet in the midst of it, we see this contrast. And listen, the, the more it gets dark, the more deceptive things are, if we are doing what's right in God's eyes, we should shine in contrast to this world. But we see a world that we see both. We see good and evil. We're going to look at some of these things. So you guys, have you been following what's going on in Ukraine? Now Russia's saying... Uh, He's threatening nuclear war. So as 135,000 Russian troops backed by tanks and artillery stand poised on the Ukrainian border, Russia's President Putin is threatening to deploy tactical nu nuclear weapons. Guys, do you know how significant this could be? First off, there's uh, missionaries that we know that are there in Ukraine right now that we're praying for, that they would get out. And, but this is, this is significant. I believe why this could very well turn into the Ezekiel 38, 39 prophecy of Russia coming down and attacking Israel. Why? Because listen, this is why nobody's stopping him, Putin. Nobody's stopping him. He could very well be the Gog of Magog. He could be this leader that's going to come down. And he realizes that the United States is not strong anymore. And if nobody stops him, you think he's just going to stop in Ukraine? But we know the prophecy that it's going to happen. He's going to Russia with Iran and with Turkey, the Ezekiel prophecy. They're going to go down. They're going to invade Israel from the north. And God himself, listen, God himself is going to show up. And it says the world will know that it's the Lord that's protecting the nation of Israel. So we have to keep praying, continue to pray for the, all the innocent people that are there in Ukraine. But but one thing I'd like to point out, I get excited, not excited about that. I get excited because we're watching possibly Bible prophecy unfold right before our eyes. But the other thing I'm excited about, we've looked at this before, when Russia does come down with Iran and Turkey, uh, it tells us what's going to happen. One thing that God's going to do, it tells us right here in the midst of it. He says, I will not hide my face from them anymore. Talking about Israel. For I shall have what? Can we say that out loud? Poured out my spirit on the... House of Israel, says the Lord. So when the battle of Gog of Magog, they're going to come down and attack. We've been saying this for years. Russia's going to rise up. Russia's going to be a, a, a superpower. They're going to rise up and nobody's going to stop them. We're living in that day today. But then if this is Gog of Magog, if they go into the nation of Israel, God, it says he will pour out his spirit on the house of Israel, right? I love thinking through this. Where is he pouring out his spirit right now? Can anybody ask, answer that? The church. Good answer. Right? He's pouring out his spirit on the church, right? So God owes the nation of Israel seven more years. It's called the 70th week of Daniel. They've got one seven-year period that God owes to the nation of Israel. So I look at this. During the battle of Gog and Magog, when all this happens, God will 
turn to the nation of Israel, pour out his spirit on the nation of Israel. Um, what do you think would happen to the church at that time? I pray it's the rapture, amen? I don't, you know, in my mind, I don't see this happening. You just watch this for a second, right? I don't see pouring out his spirit on the church. Oh, let's pour out his spirit on the nation. Let's pour out his spirit on the church. Let's pour it. I don't believe so. We're living in exciting times, amen? How about this? Did you guys see this? Doctors will be able to monitor. They didn't have a B in there, so I added that. They will be able to monitor your medical condition online when you attach this painless Israeli invention Band-Aid to your skin. So Israel's invented this uh, Band-Aid type thing that you can put on your skin. It has micro needles, and it can monitor your health via the Internet. How about this? Did you guys see this? The World Economic Forum Human beings are hackable animals now. This is what this doctor said. He said, free will is, can we say that together? Over. So this doctor saying, free will is over. You don't have free will anymore. World Economic Forum doctor, it says, globalist elites want to re-engineer the future of life itself, propose a new regime of surveillance that, that is under the skin to collect biometric data. So we're living in interesting days this may not be the mark of the beast, but we have the technology all in place for such a thing. Good news. Do you guys see this? Abortions in Texas fall 60% in a month after law limits such procedure took place. 60%. So in a month, in a month alone, that's 3,200 babies saved. In one month, that's 38,400 babies that are saved because of the new law, the heartbeat law there in Texas. Don't tell me standing up for what's right doesn't work. How about this? No, more good news. So uh, this is Copeland's mother refused uh, to abort him. Now he's headed for the Super Bowl. So this young man, he's number 39 on the Rams. He's a de defensive tackle. Uh, he's only 24 years old. He's going to go to the Super Bowl. Check this out. His, his mother was told when he was... Uh, when she was pregnant with him, uh, was told by friends and family to abort this child. It brought so much stress in her life, she went into a state of clinical depression. She went to the hospital because she went to the hospital. She ended up not having an abortion. And there he is, this young man that wasn't aborted. I won't tell you who I'm rooting for for this game, but let's go back in our text. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven. Can we say that together? From God. This holy city, we're going to see it descending from heaven, and it's from God. It's a gift from God coming down from the Father of lights, this glorious place. And it says, having, and can we say that again? Having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. There's some debate about this, the jasper stone, because, and I'll show you what a jasper stone looks like. These are jasper stones. So you've got, they're multicolored, but do they look clear as crystal to you? No, not at all. So you've got the greens and the purples and the, the different shades, brass, gold, all these different multicolors. So many Bible scholars say, no, it can't be a jasper. It's probably most likely speaking of a diamond. And you just see how diamond reflects beautiful colors. And, and so they say, well, this, this city is going to be 
you know, this diamond and you're gonna see all these beautiful colors, but it's possible, I, I believe possibly, because when we get to the streets of gold, it's gonna say they're clear and transparent like glass also. So I believe it could very well be jaspers, multicolored, but it's gonna be a, a, a jasper that we've never seen with our eyes before, probably clear as crystal with all these multicolors. Whatever it is, I can guarantee you something, it will be beautiful. The part I want to focus on for the rest of our time here is this place will have the glory of God, God's glory. Talking about God's very presence will be there with us, his holiness, his majesty, his splendor, his power. We'll have glorified bodies, so we'll be able to stand in, in his light and stand in his presence. That's our future. But today, we're considered the temple of the Holy Spirit, and, and his glory lives inside of us, and he desires that people would experience him in our lives, his spirit, his holiness, his, his, his glory. And it's a reminder for us, as we spend time in his presence, it's, you know, it's his glory. We, we have, and we're going to look at some verses, we have full access to the presence of God today. We can enter, guys, do you realize that today, you and I as Believers, we can enter into the Holy of Holies. Do you ever see someone that spends time in the Holy of Holies? I think of Carol McClure. I, she, her and her husband, John, they went to, they were like one of the first ones that went to Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And, and I'll tell you what, if you ever met Carol McClure, you, when you looked at her, you saw the glory of God in this woman's countenance. Every time. She just shined the glory of God. Why? Because she hung out with him. She spent time with him. She was a prayer warrior. She, she was on the prayer team. And we would, my wife and I would go there sometimes to, to receive extra prayer. And we were just like, we're blown away. It's like, wow, this is awesome. That was her gift. But she hung out in the Holy of Holies and she radiated the glory of God. I'll never forget the, the day I met her. That I'm from Michigan and my wife was on staff at Calvary Costa Mesa. I met her there at Calvary Costa Mesa. And she introduced me to, to Carol and John and, and Carol McClure, She's with the Lord now. But listen, she told me something I never heard before. She looked at me and she, she knew that my, Kathleen and I were getting married. She says, I just want to tell you something. This is only going to get better between you and her. And I thought, what are you talking about? Because I was never married before in Christ. I never had, never married at all before. But I was thinking, wait, wait, every relationship I ever had kept getting worse. <laughs> Doesn't get better. And she's looking at me. She goes, oh, wait and see. She goes, just wait and see. In Christ, it only gets better. And that stuck with me. I'm thinking, can that even be true? Well, 21 some years, going on 22 years I've been married, I can stand up here and say, it only gets better in Christ. We see in Exodus 40, verse 34, it says, in the cloud covered the, can we say that out loud? Tabernacle of meetings in the Glory of the Lord, what? Filled the tabernacle. We are the tabernacle, the temple of the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill us. And Moses was not, was not able to enter the tabernacle of meetings because of the cloud. The cloud rested above it. And the what? Glory of the Lord filled the temple. The, the word, this Hebrew word glory here is kabod. It, it talks about the weightiness of God, the, his presence. The, it was so thick. His presence was so thick. We, they couldn't even go into the tabernacle. They couldn't even, because just his presence was so much there. And it's available for us, guys. Keep praying. Keep in the word. 
Keep seeking. Keep looking to him. Keep in fellowship. Be encouraged. His presence is available to us. The glory of his presence available to us. What, is, what happens in his presence? I, I read this yesterday, and I want to share this as we talk about the presence of God and his glory. Uh, this is talking about Moses, and it says in Exodus 34, 5, it says, and the Lord came down in a what? Cloud. And stood there with him. This is the New Living Translation. I love how this reads. It says, and stood there with him. And he called out, this is Moses. So, and he, the Lord, called out his own name. And he said, Yahweh. So God meets with Moses, says Yahweh. And the Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out Yahweh the Lord. And then he says this, the Lord of, can we say that together? Compassion and mercy. Do you know that's God? He's compassionate and merciful. The first thing he says to Moses is he shows up. His presence is there. He says, I am compassionate and I'm merciful. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be real hard on myself. But this encourages me to realize, wait, I have a very compassionate, merciful God that loves me so much that just, listen, just wants to hang out with me. As he's hanging out with Moses, and it goes on to say, if that's not enough talking about his presence. He's there with Moses, and he said, he tells Moses, he says, I'm slow to what? Anger. And filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. And if that's even not enough, and he says, I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I don't excuse the guilty. So if you're, if you're not repenting, you're not turning to me, I'm not going to excuse that. But if you turn to me, I'll take away your sin. That's our God. That's our God. Pastor Chuck Smith, whom I love serving under, he said this in the word for today. He says, when we reach our own limitations, we discover infinite resources that are available to us to accomplish and to finish the work of God. His sources, his resource, God's resources. Amen? So when we reach our own limitations, we're like, God, I just don't have it. I, I can't do this. And then you, you realize, you discover you have an infinite resource in God, and it's available for you and I to finish the work that God has called us to do. Amen? I love this verse, going with the glory of God. Check this out. Can you say this with me, please? Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will what? Arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Arise, shine, for your light is come. And then your theologians might say, well, well Pastor Joe, in context, that's talking about the, the children of Israel, the, the Jewish people in the millennial kingdom, and, and God's going to shine upon them, and the world will know that it's God's. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but guess what? It fits for us too. As a church, why? The rise, shine, the light, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, his, and his glory is upon us. He wants to shine through us and upon our lives, and he'll, he'll, he'll shine in the dark world. He wants to shine. We are children of what? Light. And his glory lives in us. Amen? Okay, check this out. I love this. If you've never seen this before, this is powerful. Paul the Apostle talking to the church in Corinth says, but we, can we say that together? All. Not a select few, not a few believers. He says, no, no, no. We all, what? With unveiled face, behold in a mirror the what? The glory of the Lord. So hold on. 
We all, not a select few, everyone, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've given your life to Christ, you're a blood-bought saint of the living God, we all, every one of us, have full access to the glory of God. The veil is taken away. The veil, and in context, if you want to look in context, this is even talking about the children of Israel, where where there's a veil over them, and they're not able to see and understand the word of God fully. They're not able to see the things of God. Why? Because there's a veil over them. So there's a veil, but we as believers, the veil's removed, why? That we can see the glory of God. We can spend time with him. There is no veil. We can understand the things of God. We can spend time with him. We can hang out with him. The Holy of Holies, the veil, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the veil that that separated the Holy of Holies, when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was rent, what? From top to bottom, showing that it's full access. We have full access to the very throne of God, the very holy of holies. We're allowed to come in. This veil's been removed and being transformed into the same image from the what? From, excuse me, from what? Glory to? Great name for a radio program, but okay. 7 o'clock, KKLA. 7.30, 7.30, excuse me. Into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the what? Spirit of the Lord. We spend time with him. We're in his word. What is he doing? He's transforming us from glory to greater glory into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And you might say, Pastor, wait a second. How do I remove the veil? That's a great question. Well, it tells us two verses before this. Nevertheless, when one turns to what? The Lord, the veil is what? It's that simple. I prayed with the lady after this first service, and she said, can you pray for my husband? That veil's over his mind. He needs the veil removed. And we prayed, Lord, take that veil away. He's not seeing the things of God. He's not understanding the things of God. There's a veil that's there. He'll never get it until he turns to the Lord. And when he turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away, and he, too, can experience the glory of God and the things of God. Amen? We talk about the glory of God. His glory is seen in the person of Jesus Christ. And I love these verses here. These are the last set of verses I believe we're going to be looking at here. But I want you to grasp this because this is so powerful. Hebrews 1.1 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by who? The prophets. You read the Old Testament. He speaks to the prophets. And you know this. Has in these last days, do you know we're living in the last days according to Scripture? In these last days spoken to us by his what? Son, that's Jesus, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Jesus created all things with the Father. Listen to this, though. Who being in the what? Brightness of? That's Jesus, the brightness of his glory, the one who died for us, the brightness of his glory, and the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. That's Jesus. When he made, excuse me, when he had by himself purged our what? Sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, the glory of God. So as we close, and times the city of glory, we're going to see his presence. We're going to be in his glory. There's going to be no evil there. There's going to be no sin there. As we looked at before, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more flu, no more colds. None of that, no sickness, but one of the greatest things, we're going to behold his glory. With our human bodies, we cannot approach God. He dwells in in a light that we can't approach fully. Even the mirror, as we talk, we see in a mirror, so we don't see the fullness of him. We just get a glimpse of him, this side of eternity. The mirror, the 
in ancient times, the mirror wasn't like our mirrors where we can see very clearly. The mirrors that were in ancient times, they were, they were metal, polished metal. But, so you would see yourself, but it would be kind of fuzzy and hazy and cloudy, and you didn't fully see. And that's kind of what we have here on this earth. We, we can spend time in his glory, and he'll, we can reflect his glory as the moon reflects the glory of the sun. We can do that, but it's not going to be the fullness until we get to this wonderful place, this glorious city, where we will dwell for all eternity in his presence. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.